0: Hey, y'all. I am so happy that you're here with me today. Thanks for coming back. And if you are new, hi, welcome. I'm Emily, and I'm so glad that you're listening in with us today, and I hope you'll be back. Uh, This week is going to be inspired um, by one of you guys. One of your messages that you sent me through Instagram, and I'm now realizing (laughs) that... I never included my Instagram handle in the show notes. Um, That just shows I am still very much a rookie and newbie at all of this, (laughs) but that will change today. I will include my Instagram handle and how to contact me on Facebook. And then, of course, you can always reach me um, through the podcast uh, email that is in the show notes or directly through my website. That is the greatest gift that I can receive from this whole thing. It's just connecting with you and hearing from you. And I want to hear your feedback, your thoughts, your suggestions. That's why I am here. I want this to be a really valuable resource and um, a source of enjoyment and information. It's, um, let's see, what is that called? Ed? edutainment (laughs) education and entertainment um that's what I want this to be so anytime that you guys can offer suggestions that means the world to me and so I want to read um a message that I got on Instagram that is inspiring today's episode all right so here it is hey Emily as a former alcohol and drug counselor I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast People still come to me asking questions about sobriety because of my background. I now have a great place to direct them. I'm not completely caught up yet, but may I offer a topic of suggestion? Losing friends or shifting of friends is something I think newbies in recovery really struggle with. It might make a great topic for discussion. Keep up the hardworking. You're doing great. Well, thank you so much um, to the listener who sent that in to me. That means so much to me. And ding, ding, ding. (laughs) That is going to be this week's uh, topic for discussion. I've talked about it a little bit here and there, um, but I really haven't spent a lot of time on it. And I realize now, um, well, I I mean, I've, I've said it in past episodes those last several months um, when my addiction to alcohol was really progressively um, progressing and and really starting to scare me um, right before I decided to make the change in my life, um, y'all, I felt so alone and I didn't think that I could feel more alone because I, I didn't realize that there were so many people like me that also struggle with the same thing. So I just struggled in silence, as you guys have heard. But when I decided to stop drinking, that actually is the most alone I had ever felt. It's really hard to even describe the loneliness that I felt. I felt like I was out on an island All on my own, and it wasn't until I started talking about it openly with more people, especially even bringing it to attention on social media, that's when I got when I got the most comfort Um, being vulnerable on social media, and that was close to almost a year in of uh, my sobriety journey, and that's when I finally started feeling the comfort of knowing that I'm not alone. So several months into my alcohol-free journey, I felt alone. And I'm realizing that that is something that needs to be addressed. And I'm so glad um, my listener friend reached out to me and let me know about this because time needs to be spent on this subject because I have received questions about it but never such a detailed question or a detailed um, idea. So I want to jump in that today. Uh, But before you forget, make sure you hit that follow button on your preferred listening platform. That ensures that you don't miss an upcoming episode. And I just really appreciate the support. Also, if you are finding value in this podcast and enjoying it, please leave me a detailed review on Um, your preferred site. That helps raise awareness about the, about the podcast and just really increases awareness of our mission because I really believe that me and you, um, we are on a mission to bring more awareness to this whole topic of discussion, Um, all the many different facets of it. So thank you. (laughs) All right. With that being said, pour yourself a big glass of tea make it extra sweet, and let's jump into today's show. You're listening to Southern Social and Still Sober, and I'm your host, Emily Chandler. I want to open up this episode with a personal experience. Y'all know I love telling a good story, and That's how I communicate how I'm feeling or honestly, too, like it's how I learn um, by hearing other people's stories. So I want to put you guys back to when I first decided to stop drinking. Um, Just to let you guys know and remind you that I was not forthcoming with those around me about why I stopped drinking. Not my mother, not my husband. Um, certainly not my friends. Um, I of course, like let them know I felt like I was drinking too much and um, it was time to cut back. But with these very personal details that I've shared with you guys um, over the last several episodes, that was not anything that I was telling anybody that I knew about. Like this is all, coming out now almost 4 years later so those around me my loved ones did not know the severity of my drinking problem they had no idea um you could consider me a functioning alcoholic and of course the word alcoholic and alcoholism is like being discouraged to be like used um if you start researching this topic a lot of medical and psychology professionals, um, industry leaders are now using what is known as an alcohol use disorder. But it's, it's the same thing. It's just different verbiage. Um, you could also call where I found myself something called gray area drinking. And remember, I told you guys, if you've listened to past episodes, like that was your homework <laughs> one week. I don't assign homework every week. Actually, I only did it one week, <laughs> but I assigned you guys like, hey, look up the hashtag gray area drinking or, or Google it and to kind of get an idea of what that means. The way that I have come to understand gray area drinking, because this is something new to me, um, again, almost four years into an alcohol-free journey. And in the last several months, I've heard of something called gray area drinking. What does that mean I've come to realize that as like you're one foot in normal drinking one foot in problem drinking you're like writing that line y'all have heard there was no marital problems no problems with um me and Scarlett's my daughter um there my my bills were being paid um, I was hitting business goals. Like my life um, was going well. Alcohol had not yet affected my ability to show up in my relationship. I was still showing up, but I was hiding something behind closed doors. Like I was drinking when I was alone. I was drinking when my daughter was at preschool. Um, I was drinking when my husband was at work. Um, I was driving intoxicated um now what level I, I don't know but I know that anytime that you have more than like one drink like you're past the legal limit so um I was doing things like I was ha- it, starting to exhibit some risky drinking behavior but again from the outside looking in you would not have deemed me a problem drinker Um, I just knew that there were things going on with me that was kind of scaring me. And so that's kind of what I realized to be gray area drinking. You know, it's like you're comforted by the messages of the mommy wine culture. We talked a little bit about that too. I was comforted by the coffee mugs that said, this may contain wine. I was comforted by the t-shirts that said, rosé all day. Um, champagne for breakfast. Y'all, I had all the cutesy alcohol um, glamorization uh, merch. (laughs) I had it. I loved it. Um, Because it helped me feel normal. Even though my mind, my heart, my soul was screaming red alert like Emergency 911, Emily, what the heck are you doing? I was comforted by these worldly messages that the behavior that I was engaging in was normal and okay. That is gray area drinking. You know, you know better than anyone else. If you've got a problem, you know. You don't need a doctor telling you, you don't need a therapist telling you, you don't need your husband, your boyfriend, your partner, a friend. You don't need those people to tell you that you have the problem because you know before they even become aware. If you've got something within your heart and your soul that is telling you that there is a problem, there's a problem. You know, it's like my mom always said, where there's smoke, there's fire. Y'all know you, we have a internal warning system built in. Mine was screaming at me, but I was like, you be quiet. (laughs) And for some people, they may call that the Holy Spirit. I grew up um, in the church and I do call myself a Christian and I believe that the Holy Spirit is within me. And the Holy Spirit was telling me, emergency (laughs) 911. You got a problem, Emily. And I was fighting the worldly view of me having a problem versus like my internal warning system. So you guys know before you have to hear it. So... I knew that I had a problem, but I wasn't going to let anybody else know. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give up this alcohol because I want to feel better. I want to do better. And that's the reason that I gave everybody. It was a canned answer, so I wouldn't have to go into much more detail. All right, so I say all of that to just put you there. So here I am knowing that in order to save my life, I've got to stop. And when I came to certain people in my life, like I said, earlier episodes, the vast majority of people who I told really didn't care one way or the other. Um, now, the ones very close to me, like my very, very dear friends, and of course my mother and Alex, and um, even Scarlett, I mean, she, my daughter, she's nine years old next month. <laughs> and even I think she was really happy because she she's, you know, little ones are very in tune to what their parents are doing. And I think that, she was comforted knowing that that wasn't going to be such a big part of my life anymore. Those people in my life were like, good job, Emily. We're happy for you. That's awesome. And that was about it. Um, Other friends were kind of like, okay, cool. Awesome. That's about it. And then there were a few that gave me a hard time. They wanted to be combative with me over this decision and make me feel silly and question my decision to stop drinking. Now, why? I don't know. I don't know why. I can assume now that maybe, maybe because when my friend, I told y'all a few episodes ago, when my Facebook friend came out um, and said, hey, I'm a 30 days sober and I'm feeling so good, And that's what made me so mad. And I tossed and turned all night. And then then the next day I decided, okay, I've got to make a change in my life. She kind of um, springboarded that decision for me. But I'm wondering now, looking back, could it have been that my decision to stop for my well-being was it shining a light on those friends in my life that may have also fell into the category of gray area drinking? Was it shining a light on something that their internal warning system was speaking to them? Because I really believe, I. the more people I talk to, the more I research this, people who struggle with this, No, they're struggling. It's not that they don't know. They do know. And they are fighting it in their head, this worldly message versus their internal warning system. Um, And you may call that, like I called mine, the Holy Spirit, um, or you may call it your higher power. Whatever you call it, you know it. There's a whisper, right? Um, And so my assumption now is that perhaps me... Saying it's time to make a change in my life because things are getting, a you know, I don't know if I really said things are getting out of control. But I said that, you know, it's time for a change in my life. Um, I, I want to I feel better. I want to do better. It's time to make a drastic change. Well, I think it may have shown a light um, in some people's lives that I was connected with that, and they didn't want to hear it. And that's why they were a bit combative with me. One friend went as far to say, you're going to lose friends with this decision. Are you sure you want to do this? You're going to lose friends. Now, y'all are learning from me. (laughs) I am a long-winded speaker. (laughs) Me and my mama both are. Um, I had to say all this. I had to give you all of this backstory to say that. Because if you are currently... In this state of mind where you have this whisper or screaming like mine got, your internal warning system is going, ah, emergency 911. Or if it's whispering like, hey, something's not right here, listen to it. And when you listen to it, just know if you decide to act on it, you are going to come against worldly influence that may sway you in another way you have got to get planted and I'm saying all of this because thank God thank God that my feet were planted steady enough and I do believe it's because um of my higher higher power um that I was able to stay strong through that because when you have friends say you're gonna lose friends Emily for this decision and y'all I'm a people pleaser. I'm a want to keep the peace person. I don't like rocking the boat. I don't like upsetting people. I don't like losing friends. I have lived so much of my life for others. So many of the things that I've done in my life was based on how is it going to make that person feel i've made decisions in my life literally for other people even if it wasn't in my best interest but i'm realizing now that that was that's not that never served me well you know we are here to serve others um and to help others i believe that but we cannot make everybody happy and there is a difference between uh, you know Being a neighbor and helping your neighbor and being there um, for people than altering your beliefs um, based on not upsetting somebody or rocking the boat. Going against your internal warning system so you don't upset outside influences. And I may sound like a (laughs) squirrel-brained person right there. Because I just spat it off a lot of stuff. (laughs) But if you get me, you get me. You get where I'm coming from. If you feel me on that, I think that without me really saying much more, you're going to get it. Like You've got to be planted in your decision. If you relate to me as a people pleaser or not rock the boat, want to keep the peace, I'm just telling you when you go to make a life-changing decision in your life, no matter what it is, know that there's going to be people that come up against that, and you've got to be planted in your beliefs and what's right for you. So there's the friend that says you're going to lose friends, Emily. And you know, I was so stunned. I don't know what I said. I'd like to think that I said <laughs> there's a lot of things that I I can go back and 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 um fantasize that I said um but I know me and I know that I don't ever say anything that rocks the boat but if I can go back in um in time and say what I wanted to say I would say that so be it so be it it's all right I have to do this for me and if I lose friends along the way um so be it When you make a change in your life, you're going to lose people. And you see the little things all over social media, like you can't make everybody happy. You're not a taco. (laughs) And still, still there's people out there that don't like tacos. I don't know those people, but there are people out there that don't like tacos. Y'all, we cannot make decisions in our life that's going to make everybody happy. You're going to lose friends along the way. And if anything, it's a testament to the, the decision that you're making. The power in the decision that you're making. It's a, testa- it's a testament to that. Um, I believe that. If the things that you do in your life make other people get uncomfortable, you can't control that. The only thing that you can control is is what you do and how you respond to situations. And how they respond, that's not your responsibility. And so what I'm saying is that you will lose friends. There will be a shift of friends. There's no way around it. The good ones hang around. They stick with you. They're there for you. They love you. They're cheering you on. I've also had people reach out to me and say, I'm afraid of what my spouse will think. And you feel like you're living a double life. And I'm here to say that a good friend, a family member, a partner, a spouse, whatever, if they are who they say they are, and if they are there and they love you and they support you, They're going to be proud of you for this decision that you're going to make to change your life. And if you can't tell them, who the heck can you tell? And you don't have to be tell them all the details, but you can say, hey, look, I got to make a change. And, you know, I can't be your drinking buddy anymore. Or I can't, you know, um, be around that group of people who are engaging in things that, I, it's just not serving me anymore. I got to get away from it. If they say peace out, then it's peace out. Because guess what? It truly is like peace. <laughs> You're going to have peace in your life by getting away from the people who want to keep you in, golly, despair. That's literally what it is. Um getting a little fire here, y'all. I'm in a sweatshirt and I'm getting sweaty, <laughs> I'm getting wild up, passionate, and sweaty in my sweatshirt. I don't really have much more to say on that other than so be it. You know, guys, you've got to start making the right decisions for you. And I promise you, it's worth it. It's worth the loss. It's worth the... um, the the upset it's worth all of that I can't say it enough my life today is so much richer and so much better my relationships are so much deeper than they've ever been before and it's not only because I stopped drinking alcohol the thing that was slowly well I don't even know if I can say slowly that was becoming faster and faster uh, destroying my life it's not just that it's Being honest and open and vulnerable about who I really am. What makes me me? I'm going to leave you with one more thing um, before I wrap up this episode. And y'all know I don't like rocking the boat. I like keeping the peace. I keep quiet about a lot of things that tend to be controversial in today's world. But... After conversations with the people that I respect the most and admire the most, they've encouraged me. I can't stay quiet anymore. I don't talk about my relationship with God very much. I don't. I'm always afraid that I'm going to upset people who may not believe the same way that I believe. And I'm realizing I cannot deny the very thing That has saved my life. You have the power to take back control in your life. But I do believe that the thing that made me the most successful was my deep roots in my relationship with my personal Savior. And that is Jesus. (laughs) And... He is my higher power, and you guys have to know that he brought me through this. He did this, and he put this power in me, and he's brought me through it. So I can no longer quietly shy away from the very thing that has made me so strong. And I may lose people, but you know what I say? So be it. So be it. And I hope that that comforts you and empowers you and en- lifts you up and encourage you that we've got to stop living for those around us and start living for what we know is best. And and, and that's what's really going to keep us planted to make the best decisions, and to be world changers. We've got to not be afraid to say who we are, what we believe. That's been the game changer in my life, y'all. And I don't know any other way to say it. I love you guys a lot. And I'm here for you. And I hope to continue to get um, text messages and DMs on Instagram and Facebook messages. I hope to continue to get those. Um, because you guys are inspiring each episode and know that you're in my mind and my heart as I produce these episodes. Um, Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable in the space to to create. And uh, yeah, I hope that you'll be back next week. You're listening to Southern Social and Still Sober, and I'm your host, Emily Chandler. Well, my goodness, (laughs) y'all. This was the first episode that I got sweaty. I I got all worked up in this one. Um, But sometimes I just don't even know what's going to come out of me. Um, But I'm so happy that um, one of you guys who've been listening inspired today's episode. And please keep them coming. Um, I'm going to have every social media handle that I am active on, uh, linked in the show notes. So please reach out to me. Let me know your thoughts. Um, It it means the world to me. It's the best gift I can receive on this. And, you know, I just want to go back and just say, reiterate just one more time. So be it, right? So be it. You've got to start listening to that whisper. I know you've got it. I, do, I know, like beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know that if you got quiet, you could hear it. You know where the changes need to be made. Now, you might not know how, and that's a different, that that's a different part of it, right? You might not know how, but you know what needs to change, Um. And we can work together to help explore the how. How does this all come together? Because I do know that people have different walks. My walk's going to be different than your walk. But I encourage you to get quiet and listen. Listen to that whisper. And really dial into that. Because you know, it'll let you know like what needs to change. And then once you can identify what needs to change, then everything else after that is just downhill from there. It's just a matter of figuring out how. And we can work together on that because I want to talk more and explore more on topics that's going to help you guys Make these changes in your life more um, bearable and more like empowering and exciting rather than this feeling of dread or just, let's see, deprivation. I want to talk about deprivation in another episode, Um, the deprivation mindset in sobriety. I'm looking forward to that episode. Maybe next week or in the future ones. So y'all make sure to reach out and uh, send in your ideas. Thanks y'all. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope you found value from this episode and I hope you'll be back next week. Please share this with your friends and loved ones and anyone that you think could be comforted and helped by my story. Please subscribe and take a minute to review this podcast. It helps me so much and helps me spread the word. You can find a transcribed version of every episode on my website at southernsocialandstillsober.com and more info in the show notes along with the show's contact info. I'd love for you to submit feedback, make comments, ask questions, submit suggestions, or even just to say hi and connect. Thank you again from the bottom of my heart. Looking forward to next week. Until then, cheers y'all.